We're excited to announce that our very own podcasting platform, Zencaster, has become the new sponsor to the show. Check out the podcast discount link in our show notes. Stay tuned for why we love using Zencaster for the podcast. Are you looking to start your journey in podcasting but not sure how? Kangaroo Firm Media Lab got you covered. Everything you need to know in launching and growing your podcast is here. Book a call now at kangaroofirm.com. By the way, I just released my ebook, Harness the Power of Podcasting. To get a free copy, just go over to mikosantos.co slash free book. That is M-I-K-O-S-A-N-T-O-S dot C-O slash free book. This podcast is brought to you by Kangaroo Fern Productions, Australia's independent podcast management. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com slash book now. A Kangaroo Fern Production. Coming up next on That Podcast is Change. That you should be aware of other podcasters who podcast about things similar to you. So know about the other podcasts in your niche. And not because it's a bad thing, but because it, it, it's an opportunity for collaboration. I think a lot of people, first of all, don't do research when it comes to their podcast. So first of all, do a search out there for whatever it is that you're thinking of talking about in your podcast and see what else is out there. That's not necessarily a deterrent. You shouldn't not start your podcast just because somebody else podcasts about what you want to podcast about, but you should take it into consideration and you should listen to their podcast and you should make it so that your podcast doesn't overlap with them too much. But also it's an opportunity for you to reach out to them and say, Hey, we should collaborate. You're listening to that podcast exchange. The show that will provide you valuable information and advice from world-class podcast experts to teach you the best practices to be successful in podcasting. The show for early-stage podcasters and service providers to give them the latest trends, news, and new opportunities in the podcast industry. Now, on to the show with your host, Miko Santos, the founder of Kangaroofer Media Lab. Hope you're having a great day. Before we get into this week's episode of That Podcast Exchange, don't forget to check other shows under Career Podcast Syndicate. And in this episode, we're talking about Ariel Nesimblat, the founder of Airbuds Podcast Collective and a Squadcast Community Manager. Let's jump right in. Good morning, Ariel. How are you today? I'm swell. How are you? Thank you. I'm all good as well. So you, first question I have, you started the Herb Pods five years ago. And why you started, why you started it and what was the problem you're trying to solve? I started it because I wanted to listen to more podcasts. I had a few of my favorite podcasts that I would listen to every week, but I would run out and it made me upset because I knew that there were more amazing podcasts out there, but I didn't know where to find them or how to find them. And I thought if I have my five favorite podcasts, my friend in New York probably has hers. My friend in Wisconsin probably has theirs and we can find more podcasts to listen to. But 
I wanted to bring us together in order to do that. So the way earbuds works is that every week is curated by a different person and anyone can curate a list, literally anybody. You don't have to be a podcaster. You don't have to be an expert in anything. Anybody who loves something can curate a list on that something. And I started it because I wanted to have curated lists of podcasts to choose from. And the problem that I was trying to solve was podcast recommendations. We need more of them. We need curation. We need to be able to whittle down all of the millions of episodes that are out there. So let's break them down into lists. That's interesting. Is that because you are frustrated of there's a lot of good podcasts, but some of them not able to see on on, on any uh, podcast platform? That's why you started this as well? Um, not so much. I think, you know, the podcast that we feature are all over the place. Some of them are huge already. Some of them are small. Some of them have funding. Some of them don't have funding. So really it can be all over the place. The point is, is that anybody who signs up will receive the newsletter every Sunday and they might be recommended some podcasts that they've heard of and some that they've never heard of. And it's up to them to choose whether or not they're going to go out of their comfort zone. So it's really about presenting all of the options to people and giving them, you know, the freedom to say, let me check out this new theme. Or let me explore something that I've never heard of before. Great. So you also say about funding podcasts. Some of them are not. Some of them are have funding pot have a fund for the podcast. So as an early stage podcaster who is say trying to start up a, a, a show as a podcast, how they can get into someone fund their podcast to continue to grow. Well, there is a lot to consider when thinking about whether or not you should monetize your podcast. First of all, how many downloads do you have? Is it 200 downloads per episode or is it 2,000 downloads per episode? Both are pretty small in the grand scheme of things, but 2,000 is obviously much more viable for an advertiser than 200. When you have people that are, when you have about 200 people that are listening to your podcast, it's not really enough to sustain an advertiser. You have to think about your relationship with the advertiser. Can you deliver for that advertiser? Can you actually bring people to that person, that advertiser's product, whether it's a physical product or a software or anything in between? You want to make sure that if you're taking, if somebody's giving you money, you want to make sure that you are able to be a good partner for them. So I recommend making sure that your audience is stable and you hear from them, maybe they DM you on social media to let you know how much that you like they like your show or how much they enjoy you as a host, because you want to know that if you then start telling them about a product, they're actually going to be likely to check out that product. So I usually say if you get 2,000 downloads per episode, that's a good time to start reaching out to brands um, that you might want to work with that makes sense for your product. So if your podcast is about podcasting, maybe you want to reach out to microphones. Maybe you want to reach out to headphone brands. Maybe you want to reach out to software. But you also have to think about what your relationship is with your listeners. If your relationship beforehand was very genial. You know, you had the type of relationship with them where the podcast was all you chatting with them, building your relationship. And then all of a sudden you have five minutes of ads at the beginning of the episode. That's probably not a good way to do it, but rather slowly introducing the fact that you are now being sponsored. And yes, this is overall going to help our show be sustainable in the long run, but you want to let them know about all these things. You want to be transparent with them and be considerate of them as your as your audience, because ultimately they're the people that make your show viable for advertisers. So what if you're under under 2000 download, what else, what option can you do and yeah. to grow it? Um, yeah, there's a few things. So the, the only reason I say 2000 is because really that's 
a number that's pretty big, right? You can't necessarily picture 2000 people sitting in front of you. A thousand is pretty big too. If your audience, if your podcast is about a topic that is niche enough, you might be able to monetize at 500 downloads per episode. Who knows? Say your podcast is about, let's think of something very, very particular. Say it's about um, colored contact lenses and you are the number one podcast about colored contact lenses and about optical eye care. Great. You have some pretty great, uh, and then you have 500 people downloading your podcast episode every week. That's pretty specific. You can probably tell them about some products and you can probably be a really great advertising partner for a glasses company or for a contact lenses company or for, I don't know, um, uh, blue light glasses, really anything that has to do with eye care. And you might be able to negotiate a great deal with those companies because they want to get in front of your audience. So you know, the 2000 number is really just a general number that I'm using. It's take it or leave it grain of salt, take it with a grain of salt. Um, if you have say 500 downloads per episode, but you know that your listeners are very engaged and you know that because they're reaching out to you and they're following you on social media and they're commenting on your posts, then maybe it's time for you to ask your audience to um, support your project. And you can do that on Patreon. You can do that on buy me a coffee. You can do that on all sorts of different um, websites that allow your listeners to contribute. And you can do that in a few ways. Um, Patreon is pretty cool. There are membership levels and people can join at $1 per month, $10 per month, $20 per month. And in theory, you can give them perks for giving you that money. So maybe if they join at the $20 per month level, they get a private Zoom with you every month or they get a free t-shirt, or they get a consultation, or whatever it is that you decide makes sense with your content. Another thing that you can do is have people contribute to specific aspects of your podcast production. So you can say, I'm looking for a transcription sponsor for the next month. And what that means is that that person is paying you $12.99, not too much, but it's enough for, for to cover the cost of a transcription service like Trint. Trint.com is a really great transcription service, and it costs about that much. So maybe somebody volunteers to pay $12.99 per month. Really, again, not that much, but enough for you to produce a transcript. And then you can say, this, week, this month's transcript is sponsored by this person. And you can do the same with a microphone. Does somebody want to buy me a microphone? Every time I sign on, I'll tell them that this microphone is sponsored by you. Well, do you think you, it's good to have your own set of community and how will be the com the community can help you grow your podcast as well? Community is awesome um, for a lot of different reasons. And community is great in the traditional sense, just that we have people who have similar interests who get together and hang out. And then community is great also from a branding perspective, because as you read at the beginning of the show, I'm the community manager at Squadcast. Squadcast is a remote recording platform that helps podcasters record video and audio in studio quality. And we have a community of people who use the product. We have about 15,000 people who use Squadcast. And in theory, those people are a part of the Squadcast community. But then we also have a more specific group of people who have opted in to join our Slack channel or to join our Facebook groups. And those people are the people that we count on if we have free tickets to give away or if we want to feature somebody in our newsletter. We say to them, hey, community, how are you? Hope all's well. Do you want to be featured in a newsletter? Great. And then not only does that look good for us because we get to say, look at our awesome customers, but also then they share that out and they say, look at Squadcast and look how they featured me. That's really awesome. And I'm really proud to be a Squadcaster. 
So there's a give and take when it comes to community. You know, as the community manager, I want people to love Squadcast beyond just the time that they are using it to record their podcast. I want them to think of Squadcast as a place where they can come to learn about podcasting. So community is really big for us. And community can be really big for podcasters as well, especially if your podcast surrounds some sort of topic that is maybe hard to grasp. Maybe it's about mental health. Maybe it's about, maybe even if it's about sports, it's if, if it's more lighthearted, you all have this affinity around something and you can come together around that. It's hard to make a community. You have to have a big investment if you want to set up your own community within your podcast. And what best platform to start your own community as well? Yeah. It really depends on the platform. The, pl the platform really depends on who your listeners are. So if you have a podcast and it is about technology and it's about the latest in tech news, your listeners might be interested in connecting on Discord because Discord is a really fun, dynamic platform that allows for conversations in all sorts of different ways, whether it's um, audio or typing, there are different groups. Discord can be great. But if your podcast is about something that appeals more to older generations, maybe it's about travel and retirement, then those people most likely are not familiar with Discord and you might want to use something like Facebook. Uh, maybe if it's somewhere in the middle, they can try Slack. Maybe if folks uh, are sort of interested in using something a little bit more dynamic, Slack is a great option. Um, Mighty Networks is another great option. Circle.so is another option. There are a lot of different platforms where communities can come together and all of them have different sorts of capabilities. Some will make it really easy to facilitate conversations between people. Some are more of a post and leave it type thing, more of an asynchronous gathering, but it's definitely worth it to check out all these options. Some are free, some are paid, um, but, but my number one tip is to ask your community where they wanna hang out where they're already hanging out and if maybe they're interested in moving elsewhere or if they want to stay where they are and that's where they want to have their community interactions. You need to ask them what was the best platform they usually going to. Exactly. Um, aside from the, the community, say you have already have your own community. What was, do you think, what was going to be the biggest challenges to having a community? because that's going to be part of your brand in pod, on your podcast. Yeah, I think community is a buzzword right now. And I think a lot of people think, I need to start a community. Guess what? You already have a community. The community exists. They're, they're your listeners already. What you're really doing is bringing them a place to connect with each other. And then you are making an effort every day, every week, however often, to engage that community. The goal that you should have as the person who is in charge of the community. Maybe you call yourself a community manager. Maybe you're just the podcast host who runs the community is to let that community over time become self-sustainable to run without you. You know, I, I love the days where I log on to the Slack channel for Squadcast and people have started conversations without me prompting them to start conversations. So I guess that's the biggest challenge is maintaining it, is giving people a reason to want to spend time in your community, whether it's physical, whether it's online, whether it's a combination, because there are so many different places where people can spend their time on the internet nowadays. So you need to figure out where your community fits into all of that. And is it going to be too much extra effort on your, on your behalf to start this community, to make people log on to another Slack channel or another Discord or another website entirely so that they can spend their time? And is it going to be worth it? 
What are they going to do when they're in your community? This podcast is brought to you by Kangaroo Fern Productions, Australia's independent podcast management. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com slash book now. That's great. So you have to have your, I say, you need to have a, a mental investment on, on creating this, uh, your own community. It's not just like, all right, I'm just going to put a Facebook page and then that's it. You have to have your own um, passion as well and commitment to serve the community. Yeah, I think you need to want to find, you need to want this. You need to understand why community is important to you. And with that in mind, it should come naturally. If community is important to you and you're the people who use your product or listen to your podcast, the reason that they're coming together for the sake of the community, um, it's got to be strong enough that that over time it becomes self-sustaining. And again, just considering the fact that there are so many different places for us to spend time online every day, um, your podcast needs to stand out. I mean, sorry, your community needs to stand out. Um, so maybe your community that it, so I'll give the example of, um, a community that I'm aware of is called, uh, there's a podcast called I know Dino, which is about dinosaurs. It's, um, Sabrina Ricci and, um, Garrett Kruger, and they're married and they love dinosaurs and they have a podcast called I Know Dino. And they have a Discord channel or a Discord, not sure if it's called a channel, where um, they come together and all of the folks who listen to their podcast, who love their community are gathered on Discord and they ask questions. They say, what should the next episode be about? Who wants a shout out? Who has a dinosaur fact that they would like us to read on air? So they're using it to generate content. And also people can share news. People can share that they discovered something new about dinosaurs. Um, So I think that's a really great example where not only is it useful for the people to come together to talk about their shared love of dinosaurs, but it also works to generate content for Sabrina and Garrett. So my next question is in in trending on podcasting right now. So this month, NPR and Edison Research released their 2021 spoken word audio report today and revealing that the continued increasing of consumption of spoken word in the U.S. that drives behind the growth. As an early stage podcaster, what what will be the what's going to be happening in podcasting world right now in three to five years? Oh, we're thinking about the future. I don't know. You know, I think um, a lot of people like to try to predict the future. I, I can talk about what I hope for which is I hope more people listen to podcasts because I think there's a huge opportunity for um, advertisers. Um, And I think that's great. I mean, I love when creators can get paid for what they're making. Uh, I hope more people listen to podcasts also because I just think that podcasts are a great way to learn. I definitely am smarter since I started listening to podcasts. And it's not just because I'm listening to more people tell stories or listening to new vocabulary. It's also because I am actively going out of my way to search for content that I was not previously aware of, search for stories, search for stories from countries for that, I'm, that I wasn't previously aware of. I'm becoming more exposed to people and stories and places that I'd never heard of before. And I think I would love if more and more people um, became aware of that. I also talk about that. I've discovered this recently that I am an auditory learner. I learn best when I'm listening. Um, when I'm walking and I'm listening, 
and I get to move around while I'm experiencing podcasts. And I wish I knew that when I was younger. And I wish, um, I think in the wet, in the, in the U S there's a, a big emphasis on visual learning and being able to sit and look at a board and learn that way. And a lot of the learners who that's not their primary mode of, of learning effectively, they are made to feel like, like they're not getting it. Whereas I think if I were given the option to learn through my ears, <laughs> I would have had a, a much easier time. So I think what my hope is more overall for audio, which is that it's more adopted in, in more than just entertainment modes, but also in education. My last question for you, Ariel, is uh, if you have a billboard to write one short piece of advice to all our listeners and our audience, what would you say to them, particularly people who are thinking of getting on board in podcasting? I would say to them that you should be aware of other podcasters who podcast about things similar to you. So know about the other podcasts in your niche and not because it's a bad thing, but because it, it, it's an opportunity for collaboration. I think a lot of people, first of all, don't do research when it comes to their podcast. So first of all, do a search out there for whatever it is that you're thinking of talking about in your podcast and see what else is out there. That's not necessarily a deterrent. You shouldn't not start your podcast just because somebody else podcasts about what you want to podcast about, but you should take it into consideration and you should listen to their podcast and you should make it so that your podcast doesn't overlap with them too much. But also it's an opportunity for you to reach out to them and say, Hey, we should collaborate. We should do some cross promos on each other's shows. We should have each other on as guests. We should promote each other in our newsletters. These are all really great opportunities. And one of the ways that you can find out about other shows in your niche is number one, by doing a Google search. But number two, there's a really great tool called Rephonic, R-E-P-H-O-N-I-C.com slash graph. And you can type in the name of your podcast and you can see all of the podcasts that your show is connected to. And that's a really, really great tool. And another show, another tool is, you know, if you just go to Apple podcasts and you search for your podcast, and then you scroll down and you see people who listen to this show also listen to dot, dot, dot. And then you'll see a bunch of other options. And those are shows that your audiences overlap. So get in touch with those shows and know that your podcast does not exist in a vacuum. There are more shows like it, and that's not a bad thing. All right. Thank you so much for that. So to our audience and listeners that want to connect to you online, how can they uh, contact you? I am everywhere on the internet, but the best place to find me where I'm the most active is on Twitter. I am at Ari this and that, A-R-I this and that, because my last name is Nissenblatt and it rhymes. So thank you so much, Ariel Nissenblatt. And she is the founder of AirPods Podcast Collective and a community manager of Swadcast. See you next week for another episode of Dot Podcast Has Changed. See ya. This podcast is brought to you by Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with the mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcast and harness the power of podcasting. Book now via www.kangaroofern.com. Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one. 
but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangroofern.com www.kangroofern.com Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangroofern.com www.kangroofern.com